is Christopher McKinnon and you're listening to the Notes from Dad to Son podcast. A podcast from a dad who's still trying to figure it all out in time for his son being old enough to start asking questions. Welcome to Notes from Dad to Son episode 34. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to call this episode, really. I'll think of something by the time it's uploaded, anyway. So, let's think. What will I talk about tonight? I suppose probably Sunday. Just that Sunday past there. I had a really pleasant um, day with Fraser. Um, Hung around the park as usual and weather wasn't too bad, he was having a good time playing and all the things and something really struck me is you know the, the difference in some people respond to their kids playing the play area Fraser is playing in you know it's a big uh, a big play area with climbing frames and things like that but there is wood chips on the ground you know for something soft for them to land on anyway there's no way to access those climbing frames and things without going through that kind of stuff so naturally kids feet is going to get a little bit muddy at some point but I I let him carry on just doing his thing going on everything the other cool thing about that day was we just walked to the park, we didn't take his buggy and he held my hand all the time when I wanted him to and needed him to and you know he was paying attention, he was listening, he was really well behaved but you know there was this other guy with his two boys and they were going up the climbing frame as well and the dad was just disgusted with um, the state of his boy's shoes, I mean his shoes weren't particularly dirty that I could see dark blue trainers with like a white trim round the edges that had a little bit of mud obviously round there where you would get from coming into contact with the wood chips but he was so angry with them, he was like raging like your shoes are filthy, he was like so annoyed with them and another wee boy had like discarded his coat because he was too hot and you know it was hot that day the sun had come out and you know that was on the wood chips as well but you know it was nothing that you would say the whole thing was saturated in mud or anything it's just you know you've got little flecks of wood flakes on there but he was so annoyed with them for that as well and I'm like gosh you know this is a big deal to you and you know you've brought your kid to this environment where there are wood chips obviously things are not going to be immaculate when you leave this place but you've made such a big deal in a loud way in front of everybody else that was there so it was like really uncomfortable um, listening to that but anyway we left the park carried on walking went into a shop and I gave Fraser the choice of chocolate milk or orange juice in a carton and he picked the orange juice so we sat down not far from the shop and he drank his juice put it into the bin as tidy as ever carried on home and then it was just the usual routine of 
uh, trying to find him something that he would eat. He's really fussy with his food these days, he's like barely eating at dinner time and it's kind of hit or miss at lunch times but generally for breakfast he's alright. Then the bath and then going you know, to his bedroom to wind down before bed so that entails reading a book, trying to get him to brush his teeth and then that occasionally did let me brush his teeth which was really good as well and then singing to him uh, before he goes to sleep so the usual songs I sing to him are the Skyboat song, Loch Lomond, Bonnie Regina McCall and sometimes the one, two, three, four, five I caught a Fish Alive song but I wanted to mix it up a bit this evening so I sang as well The Dark Island and Fiervata. And Fiervata has always been one of those songs that has always tugged at my heart every time I hear it or every time I try and sing it myself. And I was in tears as I was singing it. And just because the, the music of that song just just always gets me, so I'm glad that I sang that one last because it was just about asleep as I'm midway through the song and I've got a lump at the back of my throat, I can like barely carry a note um, for choking on, on you know, that, that emotion of that song and I just thinking about it as well, just kind of <laughs> making me a bit a bit lumpy in the throat just now. Anyway, um, I'll post some links to YouTube versions of the songs that I like in the description. So anyway, that was Sunday. It was a really good, good day. Um, this week is his fifth week at nursery. Things are going pretty well. Uh, today I did an update from his key worker because Caroline had asked about his speech and she phoned Caroline while she was at work so Caroline said she'll probably speak to you when you pick him up so she did and she mentioned that he's really coming out of his shell now in the, the room that he's in in the nursery like if they open the door to the garden he's like the first one to get out there he loves playing with the water and the dirt and the wheelbarrows and there are um, little activity benches inside as well that he'll uh, participate in. There are some kind of group activities that they do but he's not really joining in so much with them but he's kind of taking a quiet interest in just watching and they're saying that you know she's noticed over the past couple of weeks he's started to say more words now and, and we're finding the same thing as well. He's able to tell us um, what he wants from us and what his likes are kind of thing as well. Tonight at dinner it was sweet potato and haggis truffles. He had two spoons of that and decided he didn't want any more. And I said to him, right, are you finished? And he said in response, bin. Because the usual conversation goes, if you're finished with it, I'm going to need to put it in the bin. So he said, bin. So it get put in the bin and as I'm washing the dishes, He's just saying, eat. I said to him, what do you want to eat? And he said, gurt, which is his word for yogurt. So I gave him a yogurt. 
and he had a bath and um, he wanted bubbles in the bath so we put in bubble bath and um, after that I cut up a banana for him and he ate half of that banana and um, wanted juice so I gave him juice and his belly is full of juice right now you can actually hear it swishing about but he's in bed just now so yeah it's been a, a good few days with him anyway but meanwhile you know today um first minister of scotland has announced additional restrictions which apply to our local area which kind of makes things a little bit less fun for everyone i suppose still we cannot meet anyone from outside your household or extended household inside a private home and it's still up to six people from two households can meeting can meet each other outside not counting anybody under 12 and a maximum of six 12 to 17 year olds from up to six households can be outdoors with social distancing and the advice for people that can work from home is to carry on doing that if you're able but that doesn't include me and Caroline because we work in social care looking after the elderly so you know whilst lots of people have got to enjoy working from home <laughs> and some people are not really enjoying working from home but you know people that have had downtime as it were to to do home projects whilst on furlough and all that for us it's just been all go all the time all the way through um, in communal settings they're saying that face coverings have to be worn indoors now and in staff canteens and corridors and workplaces so that's going to be interesting at work um, you know just going about the building as well we're going to need to wear a mask even though we're not coming into contact with the people we're looking after sometimes on the bright side the schools and nurseries are staying open um, it's just coming up for half term though so Fraser's got another two days of nursery and then he'll be off for a week and a bit and this is where it gets amusing it's amusing to me at the moment anyway so from 6pm on Friday until the 25th of October inclusive pubs, bars, restaurants and cafes anywhere that has uh, a license for alcohol with the exception of hotels with residents in they will be closed indoors and outdoors although takeaways will be permitted cafes without an alcohol license will be allowed to open from 6 in the morning until 6 p.m and apart from that there's exceptions for like weddings and funeral wakes and things like that but you know you've got like 12 hours to go to a cafe from like 6 in the morning to 6pm so tremendous and shops and supermarkets and all that are still going to be open it's still 2 meter distancing and wearing masks and all that um, but lots of things are closing again you know like snooker and pool halls and 
bowling alleys, casinos, bingo halls. Um, some of the cinemas as well are closing too. The Cineworld and Odeon were going to be closing and just like kind of opening up at the weekend. But it's not to do with the restrictions as such, but more to do with um, a lack of films being released, making it kind of unviable for them to do that. Can't really go to the gym, except for individual exercise, so there goes classes, um, indoors anyway. And outdoor live events as well aren't going to be allowed. And also, not to use public transport unless it's absolutely necessary. And don't travel outside the area if you don't need to. Well, not that we could particularly travel anywhere. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that's great. That's the restrictions we have now for the next couple of weeks. But it's with, you know, the result of more increases in the number of cases, more deaths, more people in intensive care. Things are going up again. And today was testing day as well for, for us. Every Wednesday's testing day and it's just a riot, you know. Um, don't feel any discomfort at the time, but always like two days after having taken a test, my throat's sore. And Sometimes you don't get the result back within the 24 to 48 hours you're supposed to. Some members of our staff haven't had the result back for two weeks. And, you know, that's just craziness. Just bonkers that, you know, you're, you're going for a test every week and then you're not getting the result. Clerical errors happening somewhere. You just know, well, not know, but suspect that, you know, to increase testing capacity, there's going to be a whole swathe of data entry clerks involved in processing the information from the individual people doing the tests and processing the tests and the results and all that. And it's going to be people that are stressed out or not. People that are fed up. People that, you know, are on fixed term contracts or whatever, just, you know, for the duration. <laughs> Until such time as you are no longer required. That will be doing all the data entry. Talking of data going missing, you know, UK government losing several thousand, um, several thousand people not contact traced, and that's with their world beating coronavirus app. You know, just having an app that would work would be a good start. But such as it is, they don't really have that, they've just got their app and. You know, it's been 
stuck with errors that curiously have only affected England, Wales somehow had a workaround. Northern Ireland wasn't affected and Scotland has its own app anyway. But, you know, the difference between the quality of leadership between the devolved nations and the UK government's Prime Minister is just... It's just crazy. But, you know, one thing that is apparent, you know, you look at what's going on in the world, too many people are like conspiracy theorists and all that anyway, but they would latch on to anything. But the, the thing that gets me is, you know, the idea that, you know, there is some hidden cabal of people that have planned this outbreak and are reaping the benefits of it somehow. But, you know, if you just take a step back for a second and just look at what's going on in the world, the one thing that is very apparent is nobody has a damn clue what is going on, what is the best approach and how to resolve and deal with it. You know, nobody's benefiting from this. It's silly. Silly to think so. Anyway, what else is going on? I suppose for hobby's sake, you know, I've got still got my tarot, um, tarot reading thing going on, and um, cutting back a little bit on the YouTube channel for that, except for uploading private videos for those that order them and I got an order through the other day for 15 cards and that was pretty cool to do. It's not often I get to, to do a reading with 15 cards requested because it really really lets you explore the detail and give a bigger picture for an answer that way. You know, we've got more meat to the meal as it were. So that was cool. And um, you know, I had a, a website um, for that as well, but it was linked to my Etsy account and through their parlor service, but I'm finding that, you know, I'm breaking even every month, but I'm paying for the, the website and the website isn't generating me sales. The Etsy marketplace is generating me sales, which is, Ridiculous. <laughs> you know, they sell you this service and under the promise that, you know, you'll get more sales if you have your own website and, you know, your sales channels will be processed via Etsy, but you'll still be able to see from where they come. And out of 38 sales since I started earlier on in May, I have had only two sales come through the website. So I've cancelled the subscription to that. And you know, I'm not doing as much advertising either, so that's not really eating into the budget. So, you know, my profit after all that for the beginning of this month was like 67 pence, but having done that sale yesterday, um, after the listing fee and all that, I've made 17 pounds just for that one reading, which is pretty cool. And I know that that's going to be going to me because I'm not doing any advertising. I'm not doing any subscription stuff now. So things are picking up speed there. All right, well, 
I think I'm going to leave it there for tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> this one's actually going to go out and schedule for a change. <laughs> Alright, until next time, take care.